Welcome to Cat's Corner. This podcast is a safe space for introspective discussions on all things fitness and wellness. My name is Cat, and I'm the owner of Cat's Club Fitness in Sherman Oaks, California. Let's dive into the many facets of human behavior. Enjoy. The only way to supplement your training program, regardless of what type of training program you are currently involved in, you must address the food. And today we will do just that, from excuses to solutions. We'll get it all squared away today, and you'll be able to kick off your week with a new lease on life and a new understanding of nutrition and exercise. So the number one excuse that I receive as a coach and the number one excuse I made for my own early on negligence with nutrition was time. I swore to all my friends and family, I just don't have enough time to sit there and slice and dice every day. I'm not Martha Stewart. There's a whole career based off of cooking. That was my biggest excuse as to why I was still eating a whole pizza on a weekend. I was what you'd consider a weekend warrior. My nutrients during the week would be guilt-free. That's what I like to call that, guilt-free. And then on the weekends, I would exploit all of my urges from the week, in the weekend. And I would say to, to myself and everyone around me, well, there are seven days in the week, If I spend five of them clean, I have two that I can just destroy. And that went on for years. As a personal trainer, a freelance personal trainer, I ate what I wanted and I didn't want such great things a lot of the time. I was also surrounded by other instructors who held the same philosophy, where one went so far as to call their body a summer body and a winter body. I mean, that's how extreme excuses can get. And that's how big of a coping mechanism that some of us will provide to continue consuming foods that satisfy more of your nostalgia than it does a metabolic need. So I'm going to help you with not having enough time. Here's the deal. Preparation is always a way to save time. In order to get to a lifestyle of eating that involves meal prep, there must be an initial, there must be effort involved in educating and executing. Educate yourself on nutrition and then execute experiments on yourself. In other words, there are a multitude of eating lifestyles. There are a multitude of factors that you must consider. But regardless of all of those things, there has to be an initial investment of time to get ahead with things. You have to invest a bulk of your own time. 
So there's an excerpt that I'm going to include at the end of this podcast of a discussion I was having with a, a client about her issue with time. As we boiled down her reasoning, I said, so you do understand that life-altering, habit-changing things that you do in your life are going to take effort. And it's going to take up time that you would normally put towards something else. You must now sacrifice that something else for something more important. The value you place on preparing your meals ahead of time will make a huge difference a month or two down the road when you've now put yourself in a position to consistently be ahead of your food. There's always food prepared in your freezer. So my method is to accept that initially you will sacrifice some of the time that you'd prefer to use for something else. You must, in the beginning, put that effort into organizing your nutritional plan. Do it just as you would do anything else. If you have children, your children cannot prepare their own meals, but you know they must eat. So what do you do? Depending on your lifestyle, you'll pack their lunch or you'll provide them with a monetary allowance. Whatever you do decide to do in that moment, that is preparation. The more you repeat the preparation, the simpler the process and the less time you'll have to put into it each time. So what I do to avoid that feeling of, oh God, I don't want to chop onions. I don't want to chop, 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 chop is that every time I prepare a meal, I prepare more of it. I make the servings larger and I pack away the remainder of the, of the food. So if I decide, okay, I would like to make a nice little brown rice stir fry instead of only making enough rice for that particular dish, I will steam an entire batch of rice, four or five cups of rice. And then once I'm done steaming all the rice, I will then separate the rice into containers and put them in my freezer. Or you can take one big container and put all the cooked rice in there, cool it in the fridge, throw it in the freezer. And each time you want rice, you can sit in the fridge. It'll get thawed a little. And then you can slice a portion of it out or you do what I do, which is I put them in smaller Tupperware containers after I cook it and I freeze them in servings. So if I want a side of rice with something, voila, I have a side of rice. This can be done with anything. You can do this with your animal protein. If you're not a vegan or a vegetarian and you consume animal protein, you must first, by the way, Accept the fact that animal protein is a processed food. That should place it already into the appropriate category of frequency. 
you can receive all of your essential amino acids that I had mentioned earlier and non-essential, essential and non-essential. You can actually get those through amino acid supplements and you can utilize a combination of plant sources. For example, grains and legumes combined together provide essential amino acids. So with time being an issue for meal prep, when you do cook, cook more. Now that'll get you going and that maybe will get you a week's worth of food stored with a week's worth of food eaten. There are ways to go about the time issue, but convenience, easiness, those are qualities that you should not seek in the initial planning of your nutritional program. You must understand that initially there will be effort. A massive amount of effort has to go into it first. So if you're seeking to make this easy and simple, you're going to have to put in the work first and then get into the practice, just like driving. You don't get behind the wheel and just go driving. You have to take the time to read the book and then you have to go to an authoritative figure who will then confirm that you understand the book through driving. Please look at coaches, dietitians in the same fashion. Strength coaches, dietitians, nutritionists, personal trainers, we are not solely designed for people who don't know what they're doing. In fact, I would prefer to put my energy into people who already have the will to want to do things for themselves. Coaches want to work with people who are motivated. If I have to take the time to sell fitness to you, if I have to take the time to help you figure out why you need to better your actions toward your health and well-being, I don't find you to be prepared for coaching. You must be at least in the mindset of willingness to learn, to be coached. So that whole idea that I'm supposed to sell fitness to you. I've got to make the food good for you. I have to make things so that you like them right away. And the sad news is when I get those types of demands from people, I inform them right away that that's not how this is going to work. You're going to consume no alcohol while you're training with me. You are going to consume clean whole foods or whole foods. You don't have to say clean, just whole foods. And you will do these things with your own will. And if you have the will, I'm happy to assist. All right. So that should take care of. I don't have the time to have to eat healthy foods. Everyone has the time. You don't want to put that time towards meal prep. Okay. And that has to do more with where you value nutrition than it is the nutrition. Okay. So we have to place our issues where they belong. We're going to move on to number two, because I feel that the excuse of no time falls solely on the operator. It has nothing to do with coaching. It has to do with your issues. 
okay? And your addictions to food and your desire for things to not change, those are all these processes that you're going through that you must face head on. And even if you're not ready in the head, you don't have to be ready. You just have to be willing. There's a huge difference between readiness and willingness. Be willing. And then the coach will help you get ready and be ready. I've had people say to me, oh, um, I have to quit your program because I'm just not in the right headspace to eat more nutritious foods. And then that person's going to go back into the world eating an unhealthy diet or eating what they want to eat, which most likely isn't always the right things to eat because if it was, they don't need to be in a certain headspace. So see, it doesn't make any sense. You're basically telling your coach or your trainer or, or your friends and family, I'm not ready to take care of myself. And then that's an issue that you're going to have to address. Okay. There's no coach that can do anything for you. But what you should do in those situations is not quit the coaching. You tell your coach and then you allow your coach to help you understand the difference between readiness and willingness. So if you have a willingness, you must be patient. You have to be patient. You may not eat a whole foods diet 100% of the time. And that's normal. Once you accept that there is no perfection in nutrition, there is no perfection in human behavior, you can take the perfection dynamic out of it and you won't fail as long as you continue to put forth the effort. Failure is not possible. But we have to work on those things. And a coach can work on those things with you. But if you quit, if you quit, like many have done in my program, when you quit, you've shut the door to someone who can actually help you. So just remember that the next time someone offers to help you and you say, no, thank you. And you know, you need the help. You should take it and go through the process because it's either going to be a process that you go through willingly or or it's going to be a process where you're forced a medical emergency. Let's say you have a heart attack or a slip and fall, something of that nature. It will force you to pay attention to the things that you don't want to pay attention to. So my best advice to you is if you have a coach, know a coach, feel like, you know, someone's been trying to help you and you refuse the help and then you still have issues and you're not reaching your goals. It's all going to come to a head and it's either going to be your willingness to make the effort happen or you're going to be forced to do it through an emergency of some sort or an accident. And unfortunately, those are the dynamics. We either do things willingly or we're eventually forced. And because your body is a mechanism that's constantly being used, it's constantly running, it's constantly metabolizing, it's constantly modifying and changing and trying to succeed at helping you accomplish the things you want to accomplish. You must feed it a healthy diet. All right. So number two, let's carry on. Number two, when it comes to dietary restrictions is that 
I don't want all the things I enjoy to be taken away. So the things that you enjoy, if we have to take them all away, it's most likely a cry for help. All right, so having all of your favorite things taken away from you is an unrealistic perspective and it's based off of fear. So we first must reduce this fear down to its core, which at the core is a revelation that, oh my gosh, I eat a lot of processed foods. Because if she's telling me to consume a predominantly, predominantly, mind you, the key word is predominantly means just most of the time, as much as you can, okay, based off of the fact that the United States produces the highest volume of processed foods, we have to understand that the access to good carbohydrates or low glycemic foods, moderate to low glycemic foods, they can be difficult to weed out when you have shelves upon shelves and aisles upon aisles of food that isn't food in the sense that it will not provide you with the metabolic necessities. So if your reasoning behind a lack of good dietary discipline is because you don't want to give up your favorite foods, you unfortunately uh, are at the top of the list for a complete restructuring of your palate. I would tell someone in your situation, or I would tell someone with that fear that they will have to abstain and go through the withdrawals and go through the emotional attachments that you have to the food so that you can then gain control of it as opposed to it being in control of you. We are designed for order and structure. And if we tap into that in all sectors of our lives, we would have more control over it. So for any of you who fear having your favorite things taken away, there are two things that I want you to get from this topic. And again, thing number one, if you're told to consume predominantly whole foods and most of the foods that you're consuming don't fall into that category, these restrictions are necessary for you. And you must go through the withdrawal. And if you choose to do this with a coach, the coach can help you through those tough moments And make sure that you come out on the other end in control of those urges and temptations. And you will be able to consume processed foods on occasion when you like, guilt-free, and without feeling as if you must have them. But more so, you can eat this because you want to. And you can. Or not. So to be in that position puts you in a more powerful place. And also, once you cleanse your palate, your temptations and cravings will be modified. And you'll mature when it comes to cravings and look at them uh, as an elemental desire versus a product. 
So in other words, if you're craving a donut, have an apple. Okay, have an apple, eat an apple. You want a donut, eat an apple. You may not want to take that first bite of the apple, but once you start eating an apple, it's delicious and enjoy it. And then feel proud that in that moment, you were in control. And listen, I love donuts. I haven't had one in a while. And the reason why I haven't had one in a few months, maybe more than a few months, is because the last time I ate a donut, I had like six. (laughs) And I know for a fact that if you can eat six donuts in a day, you need to regain control. So I actually haven't had a, I've had cravings, but no desire. I'm learning how to differentiate these things so that I can best handle the situation at hand. And you should do the same. So we've covered, I don't have enough time to cook healthy. And then we've also covered, I'm afraid of giving up all the things I enjoy. And now we're going to move to one of my favorites, which is, I'm not perfect, cat, And I know this. And the idea of perfection is looming over us all at numerous points in our lives. And for some, it can actually be a point of PTSD where perfection was an unattainable necessity that drove you all the way through school and has driven you through life, still trying and trying and trying to be perfect. And the bottom line is the quicker you realize that perfection is unattainable, you will instantly reduce in anxiety. Diets are not perfection. Diets are simply your eating lifestyles, whatever your eating lifestyle may be. And different diets are appropriate for different necessities. So seeking to eat the exact same foods every day is unrealistic. We must have a colorful plate of food every meal. You must branch out and explore all of the plants that are available for us to eat. Fruits and vegetables and grains, if you eat them, are in abundance. There are many types of nuts and seeds that can supplement your diet as well. And if you don't explore them, you will consistently say my number four, which is now I don't know what to eat. Cat, what do I eat? If I have to eat a predominantly whole foods diet, what is there left to eat? And I am amazed when I hear that question because I don't have an answer. The reason why I don't have an answer is because I'm in shock. There are thousands of things to eat that are not processed. Thousands. Okay. 
there's no possible way you can expect a coach to cover all of the things you can eat versus the short list of things that you should avoid as much as possible. Various metabolic systems need various types of sources for fuel. That's the bottom line, folks. You could even use the excuse, oh, I just want to feel great. You know, I'm not trying to count calories or get all crazy with it. And, you know, I just don't understand that philosophy because eating predominantly whole foods isn't going to make you feel bad. Your addiction to certain types of chemicals can cause you to feel bad when they're gone. And once you realize, oh, I just feel bad because I have an attachment to that chemical, then on the other side of that is now I'm expanding my menu and I'm consuming more plants and fruits and things that I hadn't eaten before. And they can be delightful and delicious. If you utilize your coach as intended, the coach will open up resources to you. Registered dietitians come in handy at this stage. Have a consultation with a registered dietitian. That'll help you get your mind out of the emotion behind food and into its functional need. Your body's functional needs must be met through your intake. We have to stop deciding that because I'm restricting my diet through certain phases in my training program, I'm then giving up everything I enjoy forever. And that is unrealistic. And we must face the excuses for what they really are and deal with the fear underneath. Deal with the addiction. Deal with the codependency on food. You know, deal with these dependencies that you have and these habits that you have and that will open up a new realm of wellness. So for anyone saying, I want to live a healthy lifestyle, but I want to do it without having to cook my own food, then you will never lead a healthy lifestyle because if you have a diet of eating everyone else's cooking, you can't possibly have a good account of what's in your meals. Now you can order takeout. I get it. Like I said, predominantly whole foods. And by the way, I've ordered from Chinese food restaurants many a time and they have an extensive steamed menu. So push comes to shove. You don't want to make your own food and you're, you're really heavy into your dietary restrictions ordered steamed fish or steamed vegetables, steamed chicken. I'll tell you one thing, Asian restaurants know how to steam food and it can be a lifesaver. Add your own personal herbs to it. 
when you when it comes to you delivery or you pick it up and that way you can maintain your restrictions and still order food from takeout it all boils down to your willingness over all else all you need is a willingness to do it okay no one's asking you to be perfect all a coach is asking you to do is practice discipline practice patience and be consistent that's it and that's it for today I hope this was enlightening and I will leave you with some excerpts from a recent light coaching consultation I did with one of my members at my gym and light coaching is available to all members at my gym because I feel that over the decade uh, when I first the first decade of training that I experienced in public gyms it was horrific and a gym should be held more accountable for teaching their members more and helping them more when you go to a gym and they just facilitate a place for you to use equipment that can be a dangerous thing and it could be a dangerous thing that you don't know is dangerous until you're later on down the road when decay really starts to set in on the human body and you spent all your years at the gym with no education and training and now you don't have the tools to work your neuromuscular system when you're in your later years <clears throat> or if you have a slip and fall you must be able to connect <clears throat> you must be able to connect your system neurologically and mechanically to itself so that you can still function even with an injury. You can function through depression by not abusing food. These are tasks that are only per, that are only these are tasks that are only mastered through repetition. So enjoy a little question and answer segment that uh, we'll put here at the end. Sorry for the audio, um, but we were in the gym and the audio is not so great in the gym. But I hope that through listening to me and a member discuss her pitfalls with nutrition and some of my solutions to those pitfalls, that it may help you. And have a great and prosperous week. Remember to take that deep breath. On three, here we go. One, two, three, deep breath. <sighs> yes, we can get a little deeper. On three, one, two, three. Let's breathe in. <sighs> Let it all out. All right, so before I begin, what, if you remember, was your last question that you asked me? Do you remember what you asked me? I asked uh, for your help. 
with choosing the right foods, choosing the variety in foods. Right. Um, simplicity is important for me okay. because I'm not focused on my meals as I probably should be. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I need help and guidance with that. Okay. So what I've been thinking about was um, the first step which would be your relationship with food as it applies to your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not mistaken, your preferred lifestyle is a bit more active. Of course, yes. So because of that, your food has to be a primary source of importance for you to remain active. Um, the simplicity of your menu, you can easily provide yourself with that if you do less combining of foods and just keep it simple like that. Um, and I can give you some examples of that in like a couple minutes. But I first wanted to help you at least before we separate today, steer your mind more towards the performance necessity of food versus its pleasure or the confusion that we've grown into in society about the importance of food, like what you eat for breakfast, what you eat for lunch, when you eat lunch, when you eat breakfast, These are conditioning qualities that have been ingrained in us from the marketing industry of food. And if we can get everyone to kind of wash away the necessity or the nostalgia of food and place it more in the necessity of performance, I think that it would clarify your confusion about what to pick 